Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's BudPod 75. Phil, I always find increments of 75, uh, of 25 rather, very satisfying. They're satisfying because they click into place. They just click, click, click into place and get you to 100 and get you to 50. Yeah. And you can move on with your life. And it, but then you get to some, you keep clicking up and you get to like 375 and you think, oh no, this doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. This is starting to look quite messy and you click up another 25 and you're at 400 and you're like, shit, oh, that's a relief. I didn't think, oh, I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't sure we'd get back to this back there, but we're back, we're back to yeah, I, 400. That's perfect. 375 is the, is the messy one, isn't it, of those options? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 725, not not ideal, but at least you got the two in there. But 375, you go, oh, Jesus, what have I got myself into? <laughs> They're all odd. What have I done? <laughs> um, 75, staying alive. Yeah. Uh, have you been? Oh, I've been staying alive. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I had my first haircut since early March. Have you... Have you cut your own hair since nope, then? Nope, just let it go. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you got your hair cut like literally the day before lockdown, didn't you? you, you Pretty much. Were, or close to it. You're like a disaster capitalist, but for hair, you knew when to buy. That's it. I knew when to buy hair and you went to sell hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was time to sell some hair. Um, yeah, I got it. Uh, I got my hair cut um, before the government had warned me that I might have coronavirus. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, and all the hairdressers are dead now. They're not dead. That's the same guy, and he's fine. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, just this uh, very good. cheerful Algerian guy. Oh, that's helpful. The cheerfulness helps. Yeah, and he's given me the haircut he always gives me, no matter what I say. Which is, um, I go in and I say all sorts of like subtle things about oh a trim or yeah the the top is like the sides are just a bit the proportions you know I say things like that. And what he hears is, hello, make me look like an Iranian footballer. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to look like an Iranian footballer, please. I'd like a very clearly crisply defined beard and a, a sort of swept back, not quite a quiff, but, you know, very short on the sides. Um... Yeah, I went in thinking uh, I'm going to ask for a scissor cut on the sides, not even a buzzer like I normally do. And he just went, oh, yes, 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 and just went like straight in with with the old machine on the side of my head. Yes, 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 electric scissors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, these are what we call scissors these days, Grandpa. Yeah, and so now... Oh, good, well, great. Do you feel better? I feel a lot less warm. I have very, very thick hair. That's why it doesn't, like... Mm. I can not have a haircut since March, and it looks a lot longer, but it doesn't, it doesn't like droop as much as it could. It all just like puffs up into a big fucking thick old hat. Um, yeah, 
which is not ideal in this weather. Not ideal in no. this weather to be wearing a hat forever. To be wearing a hat like a a Russian conscript in <laughs> the hottest day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One of those flat with the flaps and everything. Yeah. So um, yeah, I feel shorn and fresh, and I'll I'll Sean. actually be see I'll see well I'll be seeing you later. You can see how much I look like a Iranian footballer. It's true. Pierre and I are going to the park. We won't say which park because we don't want to be mobbed. Yeah. We don't want to be mobbed, actually. We don't like mobs. We don't like mobs. We're mob-phobes. But we're going to meet in the park. Um, it's um, it's very exciting. Uh, oh, quick. I'd like to uh, recommend a book. This is the kind of podcast this has become. Oh, yes. I'd like to recommend a book I've just... I'm, I can't remember the last time I read a book so quickly, but um, uh, uh, a friend and a very impressive person, uh, Nina Schick, has written a book about deep fakes and and a period of time she's she's calling the infocalypse, which is like an apocalypse for information. It's basically about how the internet has has made the world um, uh, a very difficult place to. To validate information and to know what is true, and this book is about the rise of deep fakes, which are like, like 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 face swaps, basically things people do on as face swaps for, as a joke online. Yeah, um, are also uh, very dangerous and scary because because uh, we all still think videos, you know, we still we still have a natural inclination to believe videos, uh, and so who knows what what kind of crimes will be possible when people can just fake videos of each other. Um, so it's called Deep Fakes, and it's by Nina Schick. I highly recommend it. It's, it's a, I read it in like a weekend. It's brill. It sounds horrifying. It's really hard. It's like and deep fake um, crimes have already, like frauds are, are being committed already, yeah. and people have got like um, like CEOs of of huge banks and investment trusts to just wire the money because they've been able to deep fake, um, deep fake one of the. Sorry, they've been able to get like, like pretty high-level employees to wire millions of euros because they've deepfaked the CEO's voice, and they just call up, yeah, and use this program, <clears throat> and they can say whatever they want. It's not like they're playing like old recordings. They've taught this program what this person's voice sounds like, and they can make it say anything. That's insane. That's Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, have you seen any deepfakes like where they put Steve Buscemi's face on Donald Trump or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's terrifying. It like it looks. It doesn't look. You know, it doesn't look perfect. You can see there's something a bit wrong going on, but it it still well, looks pretty amazing. What's truly terrifying is uh, not just the face swap AIs, but the completely generative ones. So the deep fakes that are completely new faces. Um, so that you're not altering video. You're making like new things from scratch, and you can go on. A website called uh, I, I didn't know about this uh, like a year or so back. This is not a real person. dot com. Have you been on this website? No, no, no. Sorry, this person does not exist. dot com. Oh, is it a? Is it called Twitter. dot com? Uh, is that the uh, name of the website full of fake people? Yeah. Is it a Russian Facebook? <laughs> uh, yeah. If 
This person does not exist. You can go on it now, Pierre, to be honest. You put, go, just go on this person does not exist.com and it will generate for you a face that does not exist Ooh. but looks like a real person. I remember reading. And you can just keep refreshing and it gives you a completely new fake face. I'm clicking on it right now, listeners. Whoa! Oh my god. It looks a lot like a face that does exist. Yeah, but if you keep, you just refresh, it'll just make you a new one. Okay. Oh wow, that's a little like uh, Indian boy. That's <laughs> uh, a kind of uh, like a, a Mexican teenager. That's just like a lady, just a lady from a place. That one looks like a celebrity. Oh, this is fucking weird. Yeah, and it's using something called a. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to regurgitate the book. Sure. It's using something called a GAN, with which is a generative. Um, ah. A adversarial well, network a, that's it a generative adversarial network basically it has two ai's one ai makes up faces the other ai is a fake face detecting ai oh. and the one that makes up the new faces keeps throwing it at the other ai right until the other ai goes okay yeah that's a real face right and that's the face you end up so with. it's like a quite a funny sort of double act of uh Someone going like, is this a face? No, that's not a face, you idiot. The chin's weird. And they rub out the chin. Uh, uh, what about this? No, the nose is weird. And so just that at lightning speed. Exactly, like a million times yeah. a second. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I would quite, it would be quite funny to just do this and then try and think of names. They do look the, well, I do this... Uh, I was, I was hanging out with a friend and showed her this website and we played a game that went on for like an hour, yeah. which was we generate a face and then we describe what that person does Yes, and what kind of person they are. Oh man, it's so weird. The, God. It's a really fun game. You, what, 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 how long until there's a film where you do it and then the first face is yours? Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I don't exist, no. Or like an AI by chance imagined me and how I look. Well, you mean like a movie in which you sit at home and you watch it and it puts you in the lead role? Oh, that yeah, that's a better idea. Makes you the uh, action hero. Yeah. I remember reading somewhere, and there's no way that they could prove this. It's the sort of thing that people like to write about dreams because there's no way of proving anything when it comes to dreams that um every face you see in your dreams they they were arguing that the brain is incapable of making up faces and like your dreams only reflect things you've experienced it's not new information mm. you can't get new from you can't get new from from old yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that technically anyone who you see in your face in your dreams is a face you've seen before I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that makes sense. Which is one of those things where if someone says, every face in your dreams is a face you've already seen, you go, oh, wow, wait, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't matter. Also, what are baby's dreams like then? Just sort of... Concepts. Shapes and a, a dog. A couple, the, the two dogs you've met and, yeah, a triangle. And a, a huge tit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most of the characters in baby's dreams are ginormous bubs. Yeah, you just bubs everywhere, and then the nice dream is the boob is back, the boob's here, <laughs> and then a bad dream is, no, the boob is gone, and I, I guess uh, you're cold. A baby waking up for a dream, like, ah, oh, and just pointing at, pointing at boobs going, and you were there? <laughs> and you were there? <laughs> I, I'm always really interested in, like... <laughs> 
Because because one of the reasons that you forget what it was like to be a little kid is because of just how long it's been, right? It's just ages away. So like when you're mm. six, it's double when you were three. Like the ratios are so fucked. Can, do you th- can, <laughs> yeah. can three-year-olds remember being one? Let, let me try to remember. Mm. For, 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 as much, for as long a life as I can remember, my first memories are at four years old. Yeah. Four years old was always, even when I was like seven, I was like, I remember when I was four and I don't remember anything before that. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like you weren't recording. People say people say they remember being born, but they're fucking hippie liars. They, it, like I think the, you know who I would believe saying I remember being born is because mm. it's always someone. It's always a white person with dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's like you have to ask which birth are you talking about? Because if it's your rebirth three months ago, <laughs> and I'm out. Yeah, if you're talking about Burning Man, then I'm no longer interested. In <laughs> <laughs> this fucking anecdote. Um, I yeah exactly so if the only time I would believe it is if the person saying it is the opposite of who seems like they should be saying it and that's my rule for a lot of stuff. Okay. I find that okay. the most believable. So if it was like imagine like a really socially like right-wing like very straight-laced, you know, like religious, I don't know, like hardline catholic uh yeah. oil businessman. Mm. And then he's like, yeah, and he's like not even happy to admit it. He's like, yeah, I think I remember being born. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that guy. Because he I feel like I'd, he I'd, gets no I'd, credit I'd, in his social circle for saying that. People think he's weird for saying that. So it's, he's incentivized not to admit it. I'd believe it if like Richard Dawkins said it. <laughs> not, not because I implicitly trust Richard Dawkins on everything, but because... He, he's not the guy kind of guy who would lie about it. He'd yeah. be embarrassed about it. Like you say, like this, like this oil, oil rich Catholic person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whereas like, um, in the same way I would, uh, I, I, I would, I really believe say like, uh, hippies and, uh, uh, things when they criticize anything about their own vibe. Like they're like, because like they they're incentivized to not ever criticize it, right? Because they're in the in group. Yeah. yeah any yeah, any yeah. any internally critical in group member seems very reliable to me. Yeah. If 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 a hippie said to me, "Yeah, man, weed it, it rots your brain," <laughs> I'm never touching weed ever. I, I will never ever look at it so much as because. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if old Jimmy, if old Jimmy dreadlocks. <laughs> If old white Jimmy Dreadlocks told me that... The, uh, James Dreadlocks? Man, old James Dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. You go, well, if you're saying that, fucking hell. You must have seen it. You must have really seen it. <laughs> like, like, it's, or like, um, the sa- it's the same reason why uh, everyone loved that... Uh, who was that really fucking old guy, Harry? Who would be like, the NHS is a jewel... He was like Harry. Harry thingy. He was like a hundred and seven, and would do go on about. He remembered there not being an NHS, well, the, and he was on Twitter, and he the died. Last, the last, the um, last first world war soldier. No, 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 no. Wait, was it? Wasn't it Harry? Yeah, and his, Harry. And his son was Canadian, and he was like a big like vote for Labour guy. Oh, was he? Yeah, no, no, no. You, you know this guy. You know this guy. What was his name? Um. 
he was like a huge sort of figure and like he would like send tweets and they get a trillion retweets because he'd be like I remember not having any milk and <laughs> let's see and everyone would go wow yeah everyone would no go no milk at times yeah wow no milk we should be glad that we have milk now god what is this fucking name Harry Leslie Smith you remember mmm mm, mm, yeah Harry Leslie Smith, that was who it was. Um, and he was like... Uh, the re- Anyway, my point is that the reason that that gets excessively celebrated is because a, a, a really ancient, like, white old man pensioner is seen as the opposite of the of values that he was espousing. So they're like, see, old man who the, the Daily Telegraph right. likes thinks that we're right. So we must be double of right. Course. Yes, exactly. That's it. The same way that like every right wing publication has got like a 21 year old blonde woman who like uh, went to a Russell Group University who writes about how actually everything a fat old cigar smoking city trader in his 50s thinks is correct and good. Mm -hmm. Mm Because it makes him go, see, see. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the equivalent would be for comedy. Like if the if someone who hated comedy admitted you were funny. Maybe that it that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people say that, you know, I don't find anything funny, but uh you're okay. <laughs> and I guess that means I mean something. Yeah. I'm gl- also, yeah. although although it also might mean that you're very funny to people with no sense of humor, which is not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of 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 all the types of comedy, you're the one that humorless pieces of shit think is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we do some correspondence? Correspondence special dinner. Correspondence dinner. Dinner. Are we going to do the jingle? Yeah. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone numbers, correspondence. Correspond. Don'ts. Uh, so, Dom gets in touch. Dom, give mm. us some. Give us yeah. some, Dom. The uh, so that the title of his email, subject I suppose, is literary tat attack. Anger at quarantine blogs. Anger at quarantine blogs. Okay, so these are blogs like people have written during their time in quarantine. I'm guessing that would be the uh, yeah. obvious guess. Oh, yes. So, uh, dear pub bods, which is good. I wish. Yeah. I wish we were in pubs. Yeah. I shall dispense with the flattering niceties and get down to business, getting angry at the quarantine blogs of acquaintances whom you know just well enough to secretly wave your fist at like a cartoon old man. (laughs) And to mock with sarcasm has become a guilty pleasure of mine in these tedious times. What's What's a quarantine acquaintance? Like the people who live in your building? No, no, the quarantine blogs of acquaintances. Oh, the quarantine blogs of acquaintances. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. One acquaintance has recently developed such a literary leisurely pursuit. Or no, I misread that. One acquaintance has recently developed such a literary uh, leisurely pursuit and has provided quite literally minutes of entertainment (laughs) and acted as a vital outlet for mocking to make me feel superior. Think of this as tat attack in published form. Lovely. So here he says, here is one such example. Uh, so this is a quote from the blog uh, or a title from the blog I think 
My fitness journey, colon, running 5K. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I can guess the journey. You couldn't do it, and then you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, look, everyone should uh, try and exercise more and run and do this or whatever. But if you're going to have to write a blog about it, I mean, there's a guy who's run across Canada. <laughs> Genuinely through the mountains, in like nonstop. Ugh. All those like running freaks, like those guys get to write about it. I guess if you're really funny running about the five, writing about five k thing. But uh, uh, Dom says uh, fighting against apartheid South Africa, being in prison for twenty six years, and then ruling the country which imprisoned you as a journey, not jogging for an hour. Not a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long jog to freedom. <clears throat> The long, the long jog to couch, couch to South African presidency. <laughs> That's the app you can download. <laughs> um, then here's another good quote. I like this a lot. I have spent the the past fifteen years at least being relatively proud of the fact that I have never succumbed to the peer pressure of getting abs. Well, that's that's that is what. Buddhists refer to as inner peace, I think. Yes, I like the phrasing. I've spent the far, I have spent the past 15 years, open brackets at least. Yeah. Being relatively proud. I've spent the last 15 years it's at like least a, being relatively proud. It's like the opening line of a Salinger novel. Yeah, it's such there's some it's such an indirect I've spent 15 years or more being proud of the fact that I never did this. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I like it a lot. It, it's very t- American 20th century at, at the very least, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I am ashamed to say that for the last 50 years I have never been prouder to have not smoked in the presence of my former wife. That kind of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. You just have to go, you, like, with each additional qualifier, you have to sort of blink and go, right, okay. Okay, so you're at least that old, right? Marriage, okay. Yeah. It was in the final summer of the war that I had recalled during the period which had <laughs> just passed that at no point did I partake of missing my first love. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now we're deep into context. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So he comments on that saying, yeah, sure, you could have got a six-pack. You just chose not to because it got in the way of your hip-hop classes. That seems very (laughs) specific. Um... It gets even more. Give me a break. New. Who's new? You're not kidding anyone. He's got my. He says I got myself all riled up. Uh, da, da, da. Apologies. This is not a poop-related email. I'll endeavour to make up for this uh, with a personal story at some point involving diarrhea-inducing altitude sickness medication in the base camp of Kilimanjaro. Very fancy. Ooh, did that actually happen, or has Dom made up a story that we would like to hear? Ooh, I reckon it's happened. Ooh, it's Sounds hard like it's to happened. say. It's hard to say. Although at this point, there might very well be an online bot that will come up with emails BudPod would like. You know, there must... I'm surprised there isn't like, we fed this algorithm (laughs) 70 episodes of BudPod and it has come up with the platonic ideal of a BudPod letter. 
This this poo does not exist. <laughs> the um, <laughs> or just just gen- yeah, just generates pictures of people who shout themselves. <laughs> the um, <laughs> it's I've got a very long and involved email from uh, El- I guess Eliza, but with an S. El- not so it can't be Elisa, can it? It has to be Eliza. Lisa, this is someone who, who, who thinks Lisa has done something but isn't sure. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, did uh, is this your pudding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you make this in home ec? Uh, Lisa, did you leave the keys in the, in the sink? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or or like, eh, Lisa. Like so, you're trying to, someone who's trying to get your attention in, kind of, uh, is is saying like air like that a thing in Malaysia? Yeah, it is. I was just about to say that's a very colonial way of getting someone's attention. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah, that would w- work in South Africa as well. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, Lisa. So, eh, eh, so eh, Lisa. Yeah. Is hey hey Lisa is coming? It says, dear Pooh boys. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough. Very fair. Thank you for your excellent work on this podcast. Thank you. I always look forward to Thursday morning harvest because Bud Pod is the first thing I listen to as I pick vegetables. I work on a farm. Wow. Bud Pod is picking for Britain, everyone. Pick for Britain. People listen to Bud Pod to help them visualize how to fertilize the plants. The official podcast of the Land Army, Bud Pod. (laughs) The official listening experience of all patriotic asparagus pickers. <laughs> Bud Pod putting food on people's plates on Britain's plates. <laughs> when the nation shits itself, Bud Pod listens <laughs> <laughs> and calls out, "Bravo!" <laughs> um. So she says, "My husband and I live and travel, although not currently, obviously, in a large van which we made into a little home." Oh wow. You live in a storybook. Oh, wow. That's really... Yes, yes, yes. Or a, an indie film. Mm. Yes, this is very um, um, ukulele soundtrack. <laughs> Although she, she does qualify. Not, it's not like the pristine hashtag tiny house versions you find on Instagram. Oh, yeah. It is just a van. It's a scary van. Yeah. I, I think it's in between... Hashtag tiny houses on Instagram and scary van. I think she's implying <laughs> that she's somewhere in between those two extremes. Okay, okay. While it does have some modern conveniences, one thing that it doesn't have is a toilet. Mm-hmm. We use public loos, occasionally go behind a bush if we're somewhere really remote, and have a small white bucket which is reserved for emergency, uh, emergency use and is labeled with a P for peas. Very good. Um, it has only once been used for anything other than these. Ooh. Than these peas. I wonder what that was. Hmm. At the end of last year, we were in a part of the northwest of Australia. Oh, mm. so not always picking for Britain. Sometimes yeah. picking for Britain's Commonwealth. Sometimes picking for our allies across the globe. <laughs> picking, always moving, you know, you... always picking, <laughs> picking, picking, picking towards glory. Picking eucalyptus leaves. 
Um, Northwest Territory, so that's proper like angry desert, isn't it, in Australia? That's where there is just like no one. Northwest, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's Ooh. sort of where no Perth is like west west, right? Do you know Perth is yeah. the the most isolated city in the world? I've been to Perth and I can believe that. Hmm, yeah. It's just Oof. furthest from any other I don't know, settlement or other city. If you if you zoom world. in on Perth on a map and then zoom out, you have to zoom out shockingly far before you see another big city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creepy, creepy feeling. Uh, so at the end of last year we were in a part of northwest Australia that has very few rest stops with bathrooms it was a scorching hot day at least 40 degrees celsius aye horrible here we are whining about 34 which is really horrible by the way Mm-hmm. the weather has been gross so it's 40 degrees celsius in uh, northwestern Australia in the middle of nowhere and uh, Elisa uh, says that she just got her period that morning. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've obviously never menstruated in my life. There's still time. There's still time. Um, there's still time. But I can imagine that it's something you want to have happen to you, ideally in I would say even slightly chilly weather, ten degrees. Um. I don't. Mm, I'm not sure what. Uh, what, what I, I yeah. I guess cause, does it make you feel sort of hot or anyway, being on the old pee? Well, I yeah. I mean, I just like all the cramps and, mm. and effects. You want, just like you'd probably want the like numbing effect of cold, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's like being ill, and it's not good to be ill in the in the hot. I, I guess. Yeah. 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 I would say. I always, I always prefer to be hungover in freezing cold weather. That's true. That's and I guess true. that's what I'm comparing it to. Yeah. Um, so, she's just, uh, 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 started her, uh, what do you call it, cycle? Uh-huh. That's a word. Uh, and as luck would have it, the first day of my magical monthly menstruation always brings diarrhea with it. Wow! Merry Christmas! <laughs> just I like Pierre's hangovers. Just like my hangovers, yeah. <laughs> um, I have heard this. I have heard that this is a thing for some ladies. Interesting. Which is, uh, cause what, a, what a double punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're just going to get everything. Enjoy. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's just it's um, just full-blown evacuation zone below the belly button. Yes. Everything must go. <laughs> 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 it's such a funny... It's such a funny, horrible joke by, you know, God or whatever, that it's, you're essentially saying to someone, hey, there's this unavoidable thing that's going to have to happen to you. And actually, it's a sign of, like, good health or good reproductive health that it's happening to you if you're, like, young or whatever. But you're going to immediately, everything's just going to fall out of you and you're going to feel like you want to die. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just every, every month. Every month. It's yeah. such a fucking terrible bargain. Yeah. But, um, ladies... You know, guys get hangovers, so... Hey, hey, sometimes my nuts stick to my leg. That's right, so maybe... We're all suffering. Yeah, maybe a little compassion this way as well, yeah? There's a two-way street. Dude, my balls are hanging so low at the moment, like cartoonish. Oh, man, if I... Cartoonish. If I walk into a room, my balls follow a couple of minutes later. (laughs) Like a faithful but very elderly dog. (laughs) Like Grey Friars Bobby just hobbling <laughs> along behind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if I go around a corner too tightly, they whip around around the corner like a 
<laughs> like a the cord on a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, I like they've they've started hanging so low. I'm, I'm worried about getting them twisted up, like in a twist. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened no... to a guy in my school. You know, he was boxing. He was a boxing club, whatever. Got punched the nuts, and they 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 they, they t- twisted around each other. Oh, yeah, the little tubes. Got, like, the little tubes got like that. No. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. We had to have them like massaged back into place or some shit. Horrible. No I, thanks. A guy at my a guy at my school woke up in the night and one had just twisted around on its own and <gasps> had to have it nipped off. No. What? Yeah. 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 It they it just didn't go right. It went bad. Uh, uh. How have we got this far with these things? It's also stupid because they they're dangling lower and lower to try and find a cooler temperature, and it's like the air is hot. Yeah, you're not yeah, gonna yeah. find any. There's not a pocket of cool air in between my knees. <laughs> Good luck, boys. Good luck. <laughs> Fucking abseiling down to your shoes to try and find some ice. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like someone who's got into trouble on the Matterhorn, trying to <laughs> get down there for supplies or something. No good. No good. Uh, but. Yeah. So. So anyway, enough about our, our balls. Enough about our nuts. For now. For now. Um, yes. So uh, always brings diarrhea with it. We're in the middle of nowhere with a straight road before us and behind us. Cutting through the harsh red desert that lay in all directions. When the sudden need to defecate hit me. I asked my husband to pull over before dashing in the back of the sweltering hot van. Oh, a van can get hot in a land like that. Yeah. Oof. In search of our pee bucket. Finding it, I proceeded to expel a heinous-smelling substance that bore a closer resemblance to nuclear waste than a shit. (sighs) I don't know what it is about my period, but it really fucks my pipes up. Yeah, gosh. Mm. The curse of Eve. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> ladies sh- should have stayed away from that snake, shouldn't you? We tried to warn you. We yeah. tried to warn you. We said this will end in tears, but no, you were hungry. You d- you just thought the snake seemed like someone who knew good places to eat in town on a city break. Yeah, and we you were like, no, him. no, he's 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 trying to cheat us. This is what they do. I read about this in Lonely Planet. And he went, no, he's trying to help. And look where we are now. <laughs> it's authentic. It's authentic street food. <laughs> it's authentic tree food. It is. It is. Um, I, 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 I find it very funny to have anything where it's like a combination of nice and like, but nice for horrible reasons. So like a guy who's really, really like kind and empathetic and completely happy to talk about menstruation with women, but, but does think it's the curse of Eve. <laughs> like, like that's why he's so nice about it because he's like oh it's not your fault it was your ancestor yeah 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 <laughs> so he's like he's insane and horrible but he's actually really nice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh she dashes in the back and finds the pee bucket fills it with nuclear waste um when i was done the smell had filled the small hot space yes of course it was truly awful while the bucket does have a lid which seals extremely well i'm picturing a big paint bucket big plastic paint bucket yeah, 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 yeah. Those big white ones with a, a wire carrier. The kind of things that, that sort of teeter precariously on, on scaffolding. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We didn't love the idea, um, which it does have a lid which seals extremely well. We didn't love the idea of continuing to drive with my poo sloshing wetly about inside it. Yes, fair enough. Fair enough. 
And besides, given its stench, I was worried it would taint the bucket forevermore if we didn't dispose of it fast. Yes. <laughs> it would soak like, into uh, the plastic. Yes, well, like a, what, what, a bolognese in a, in a Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible thing to call diarrhea bolognese. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is really repulsive, yeah. That is horrid. <laughs> Truly awful, that. If you excuse me, i got to go make some bolognese. <laughs> Ma- oh, mama's God. recipe excuse uh, me it's uh, that's what she should say she should say oh it's my dolmio day today <laughs> 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 you, 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 you're being very irritable is, is are you on your dolmio day oh yes sorry i forgot yeah it's my dolmio day today <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> I have to check my Dolmio tracking app. Yes. Is it how saucy is my day today? <laughs> <laughs> I took a trowel out, she says. That's like a little spade, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little triangle spade. Yeah. Um, with a bent handle. I took a trowel out and chose a place away from the road to dig a hole. I would not want to dig a hole in the middle of the North Australian uh, desert because it'd just be like, oh, a million scorpions have come out of the hole I've made. Oh, oh yeah. Also, she must have felt like she was burying a body for the mob. <laughs> you just think, I'm in a scene from Breaking Bad yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like sweating and going, oh, oh no, oh, and uh, sort of troweling a hole desperately in the red sand. God. Her husband's just like, Jesse! <laughs> Dragon! You're going to bury the shit, Jesse! <laughs> It'll taint the bucket if we don't dispose of it immediately. Uh, da, 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 where am I? Yes. Due to it being the middle of summer, the ground was unbelievably dry and hard. My husband and I took turns chipping and scraping away oh at it for God. what seemed like forever in the baking sun. <laughs> By the time we dug anything that resembled a hole, we were both dripping with sweat. Ugh. This is a nightmare. We weren't sure if the hole was deep enough, but we figured that, given how wet my waist was, it would just drain away. Uh, it's going to sit on the top, isn't it? It's just going to sit on yeah. the top like a little puddle. Yeah, she says, of course, this was not the case. As soon as we started pouring, we realized our mistake as the hole filled quickly with steaming liquid sewage and the unyielding ground seemed to refuse to absorb a single drop. <sighs> I thought maybe throwing some loose sand on top might help soak it up, but that just pushed the level higher. <laughs> <laughs> And it was now threatening to spill over. We waited, but nothing seemed to be happening. And if anything, it looked like the ground was repelling it, rejecting it in the way that my very own body had. I was conscious of the fact that it probably wouldn't be long before I needed to go again. We still had half an hour to drive before we reached the next toilet. That's love. I was beginning to feel... That's love, isn't it? Yeah, you're together forever if you're in in the middle of the Australian desert digging poo holes together. Then you've done it. You found your person, probably. Yeah. I'm always amazed that like there isn't a breaking point to that kind of intimacy where people go, "I've seen, I've seen you pour too much of your own shit into a desert hole." I'm, I'm, that's who you are to me now. Yeah, you're no longer my my lover. You're a poo. You're a poo pourer. There's no mystery in this anymore for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. <laughs> um. So she says, I was beginning, beginning to feel panicked. The unbearable heat combined with the ache of my ovaries wringing themselves out was making me almost delirious, and I cursed this shit to the boiling hot heavens. 
We could afford to wait no longer. In the end, I just dumped the rest into the overflowing hole and we ran. Koji, Eliza. <laughs> we ran. <laughs> we ran. Man, I wonder what happened to that. Imagine if yeah. they went back to that spot and there's like a verdant oasis there now. Yeah, like, uh, like the only the only tree in that whole area yeah. is there. And a beautiful deer just grazing at its feet. Yeah, and not unable to leave its feet because there's no shade. Yeah, it doesn't know how it got there. It's the only grass for miles. <laughs> it will die if it tries to leave. Yes, yes, beautiful. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, Holly gets in touch. Holly, never Wally. Mmm. The subject line is Goofy Prison Art. Okay. And she says, Hi, Phil and Pierre. Your talk of Uncanny Valley Goofy artwork, episode 60, Dream Pod. Okay. Where it's like, it's so close to a Disney character. I don't understand. Uh, Goofy, when they paint Disney characters on the walls. Remember the murals? Oh, on a... Right, right, right. And on, like, uh, ice cream vans and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she says, it really struck a chord with me. Uh, Last year, I was visiting family and decided to take my kids, at the time aged 9, 11, and 13, to Maitland Jail, not far from Newcastle, New South Wales. Another Australian story. A lovely family day out. Hmm. I thought it would be a great history lesson, she says. Oh, it's not a currently working jail, then? I don't think so. Okay. Um, my husband and I had visited old Melbourne jail years before and heard tales of the, 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 the notorious bush ranger, Ned Kelly. I've been to Melbourne jail, the Gowl. Melbourne the Gowl, Gowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely bit of stuff. And I hoped for something similar. Um, However, I hadn't given any... Uh, yeah? Oh, it's fun that when you go on the, the tour in Melbourne Gowl, uh, there, there's a, a lady who's your tour guide but pretends to be your arresting officer. No, she pretends to be like the jail w- warden. And she's like, all oh. right, you, uh, you're all going to prison. You're all... <laughs> but then she also has to be like, just be careful, don't get too close. Yeah, she has to like, do the health and safety as well as... <laughs> you pieces of shit are going to jail and be aware of any exposed nails. Don't scratch yourself on any. <laughs> that's, that's always fun when someone's like... You are worth nothing to me. I am in charge of this historical... Oh, and their gift shop is just over there. 
Oh man, to... I saw yesterday. I was walking. I was in town for the first time in a while. I, I was walking up Regent Street past Hamleys, and oh um, wow! I don't know if anyone, uh, listen, people listening, know. I guess obviously some will. That I, and on the front of Hamleys, they have little performances for kids. It's a toy shop, and yeah. they have. Um, so the, the young young members of staff perform a little dance or a little mini play to entice young people. Uh, and this was on the hottest day of the year. There were two, or well, a guy and a girl out there, just having doing a little dance and doing a sing song to base oh, to like one couple, who were just like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Like a tourist couple, and no one else because there's still not that many many people in town. But these performers also had their face masks on. And they're going what? like, boop de boo what are you doing today, Jimmel-de-doop? And there's just this one couple just looking at them. I don't know, what do you <laughs> want to do today? And then the couple just left. And so they were just on their own. These two people wearing wearing masks going, And they kept going. They kept going, because that's what professionalism is. It's the chilling discipline of the student actor. Yeah, and good on them. Hardier people I than guess. I am. God, forty degree heat, and they're just out there going, "Oh!" But then, what's that behind your ear? At first, I was like, "Oh God!" And they have to wear masks. But then I thought about it and I, and I realized, "Oh, actually, that's, that's, that's probably a, a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Because it's not exactly something you want to be recognized doing." <laughs> if I was doing that job, my first thought would be, "I'm glad I'm wearing a mask because my my resting expression during this would be a scowl." <laughs> And now I don't need to smile like a fucking Disney character the whole time, like with that level of pressure. Yeah. God. So she she was also a big fan of, of the Melbourne Old Melbourne Jail. Mm. However, I hadn't given she says, however, I hadn't given any thought to the fact while Old Melbourne Jail had closed in nineteen twenty nine, Maitland housed hardened criminals and was operational until nineteen ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. Good on him. Um when we arrived, we purchased audio sets for self-guided tours. Mm-hmm. There was one designed for adults and one for kids. Mm-hmm. I wondered if the kids one might be a bit babyish <laughs> and asked a staff member what she would recommend. Uh, they'll be fine with the adult one. Gesturing to my eldest kids. So that's, uh, what are the ages here? 9, 11, and 13. Yeah, so 11, 13, they're, they're getting the adult one? Yeah. They all, uh, so they, I think they all, she just gave everyone the adult okay. one. Okay. So, uh, we, so, we, she says, so we paid, donned our headsets, tried to decipher the map, and headed outside to start the tour. We learned all about the uh, brutal and infamous murderers who were previous inmates and reached the bathrooms where we heard thinly veiled references to prison rape. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. What were the... Oh, God. How do you thinly yeah. veil that? Yeah. Thank you, adult audio tour, she says. Gosh. You don't, want the, you don't want to be standing next to your 11-year-old and 9-year-old and 13-year-old with that fucking silent disco headphone thing happening where you're just trying not to look at them as the... As, as, as I'm imagining, given people's attitude to male sexual assault and male prison rape probably quite a jaunty australian innuendo about a harrowing problem yeah yeah just, and you're like next to like your 11 year old and you just go oh for fuck's sake don't drop then, the koala i don't know i don't know yeah, what they yeah, exactly, yeah something like that yeah but then like what would the kids one be and here's where they scrub a dub dub to be clean for the next day of prison 
Like it can it can only be so nice before it's just gibberish. Or it's just like white noise. It's just ba do be do da do. It's just easy listening. <laughs> oh, they'll be fine so with the edited out ones. That's just great. <laughs> oh, they'll be oh, fine. They, they gotta learn. Oh, they gotta. Man. It'll scare them straight. Maybe that's what she thought. So. Then she says, then we entered the visiting room, where we heard from ex-inmates who had brief opportunities to spend time with their children there. Mm. And, uh, we, and she says, we saw an enormous mural painted by a murderer who wanted to brighten up the room for the kiddies. Uh. The, the, mural, the, the, <laughs> the mural was full of Uncanny Valley-style artwork. Oh, no. Donald... Yeah, she says, Donald Duck looked furious. Oh, no. <laughs> Yosemite Sam held his guns aloft, and the Ninja Turtles looked ready to strike out at errant children. <laughs> Goofy and Minnie's faces were a bit too pale, but then mine would be too if I were on that wall. I'm not sure what would scare the kids more, the mural or daddy's roommates. I managed to find a <laughs> photo online, see attached. By the end, I was feeling quite depressed, but it was not all violent escapes and descriptions of brutal murders. We discovered the jail plays host to laser tag games and a prison-themed escape room. Oh, that's and nice. And as we left, we watched staff set up for an on-site wedding. How romantic. A wedding. <laughs> wow. A wedding venue. That's the most Australian thing in the world. Let's get married in a, in a jail. <laughs> I also know a couple of people who are from, who are from Newcastle, in Australia specifically, and from what they've said, that sounds like a very Newcastle thing. Is that patriotic to get married in a prison because it's like the source of Australia? <laughs> yeah, it's where the founding fathers lived. <laughs> I'm looking at the mural now, Phil. And uh, it's not the worst I've ever seen. I'll say that for the murderer. Is it? I'll say that for the murderer. It's not the worst I've seen. Donald Duck does look fucking livid, though. <laughs> He's really angry. Dum Dumbo's a bit squished. There's a couple I don't recognize. A couple of those kind of like, where you sort of go, oh, was that like a very temporary Hanna-Barbera, you know, spin-off for one year in 1953? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like George Jetson's friend from work who yeah. was in like two episodes. Yeah, exactly. Except that now for some reason it's, it's in like uh, the Edwardian era but they just don't they just go whatever that's just what it is yeah the amount of faith Hanna-Barbera demanded from us is pretty high (laughs) he's done a sort of Elmer Fudd but he's dressed like a leprechaun okay okay yeah there's a fusion going on the Ninja Turtles yeah look pretty angry Bambi's there and what was this guy arrested for crimes against art (laughs) (laughs) Uh, murder Oh yeah, murder. Sorry, you did say you did say murder. Yeah, nice of the murderer to think of the kids, though. Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, we have. Oh, yes, this is good. We got some tat, I think, from Emma. Emma, you can't um, blame her. Can't blame her for sending us good tat. <laughs> Can't blame her for sending something. Uh, Hi, Phil and Pierre. A sober greeting. (laughs) 
She says, I've been wanting to email for a while, but have a habit of starting to write something and then getting a visit from the old nobody cares brain monster. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you and I, our job is exactly. writing and we get that mo- a visit from that guy. Yes, no, he has a, he has a favorite chair in my brain. Yes, that cunt knocks on the door with alarming regularity. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's lived down the road. Um, I get a visit from the old nobody cares brain monster and abandon the whole operation. I've made peace with the fact that my contribution is likely to be neither funny nor interesting and have written in anyway, mainly because I want to say thank you. Uh, I grew up in West Yorkshire, but I've lived in Copenhagen for the past three years. Nice. We've been on semi-lock- the, Yo- yeah. the Yorkshire of, Can- of Scandinavia. It's true. Copenhagen. Um, We've been on semi-lockdown here since mid-March, and while I am extremely lucky to have a teaching job and two lovely flatmates for company, I haven't been immune to the old lockdown blues. Yeah. Woke up this morning, stayed in my room. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole day. Uh, A colleague introduced me to BudPod just in time for the closure of our school and has not only saved me from who knows how many hours spent staring into the abyss, but has provided much-needed escapism and induced countless fits of breathless laughter. Yes, that's great. I find your hilarious chat incredibly relaxing, never fails to lift my spirits. I enjoyed the return of Marjorie in the latest episode and have loved rediscovering Sugar Eagle and Lucky Kentucky while listening again to the early editions. Sugar Eagle, God. Sugar Eagle, Sugar Eagle. A lifetime ago, Sugar Eagle. Yeah. That was over a year ago. Yeah. Um... Uh, you've encouraged me to broaden my podcasting horizons, and so now she is also a listener, she says, of Off Menu and John Robbins and Ellis James. Oh, nice one. Funny to me that we're the one, like, was, we can recommend them. I was just about to say, yeah, those are <laughs> to the biggest podcast in the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is it. But some um, some salmons swim upstream. Actually, a lot do. This but, is it. Yeah. Um, so she says she has some t-shirt tat to share. Ooh, that's what the T in and T-shirt says, stands for. It's a tat shirt. Tat shirt. Yeah. I come across this sort of shit on Facebook all the time and don't have the words to describe how much it winds me up. So here's <laughs> the tat. Um, so have you ever seen these, Phil? These are adverts for types of jumper or long sleeve T-shirt or T-shirt that are like, they're, they're automatically generated using the information in your Facebook profile. Err? Uh? So like they, they they come up and advertise they're advertised to you on Facebook. Yes, but the content of the T-shirt is based on your profile. Oh God! Have you ever seen those weird T-shirts where it's like, uh, uh, n- n- always trust a dad who was born in April and likes socket wrenches <laughs> to fix your car. <laughs> right, and these are automatically generated. I, I, well, I mean, this is me. I'm making assumptions because they go, right, well, we know that they were born in that month. It's AI, man. These are deep fake t-shirts. Yeah, and they've liked the I Love Socket Wrenches Facebook page, so we'll extrapolate from that. These are deep fake shirts. So here's one of them. Here's one of them. And presumably, and once you buy them, they don't, they, they just immediately get fired out by some horrifying machine in, in, in the outskirts of a Chinese city. Mm, yep. So this big jumper thing, it's... Uh, it's bad font. It looks like even Times New Roman or something. And it's a kind of blurry, like not great picture of Freddie Mercury <laughs> in black and white on a black jumper. And in Times New Roman font, it says, never underestimate a woman who listens to Freddie Mercury and was born in January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Why would you underestimate her? There's no those facts are not relevant to anything enough to est- to over or underestimate her or even estimate her. It's funny, isn't it? Because if you were to say to someone, "Okay, I've got this bot and it makes T-shirts that say I am a woman who listens to Freddie Mercury and was born in January,'" it'd be like, "Well, that's the sort of thing a robot would wear." <laughs> Whereas, if you add in "never underestimate," then now it's a statement, and also yes. it paints you as the victim of continuous underestimation. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I'm so sick of people underestimating me. I'm secretly so brilliant. That's the story, isn't it? The ab- the abject patronization I have received simply because I'm a woman who listens to Freddie Mercury and I was born in the month of January is <laughs> unbelievable. Or, or when a, if you were like a, if a woman was saying, "Oh, I like Freddie Mercury," and someone goes, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. when, when, uh, when, when were you born? What month were you born? Oh, February. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Sorry, uh, never mind. It's just this thing, just this thing I have." <laughs> it's so odd never underestimate it's it so speaks to people's self-perception as like well i'm always underestimated isn't it it speaks to this conflict <laughs> conflict a lot of people have of of having very low self-esteem but a very high demand for respect yeah and so they presume everyone is against them but then in return have nothing concrete to present as evidence of value so they go will never underestimate me after all i and then they start scanning their lives for something for some reason not to underestimate them and all all they can bring up is that they like queen and were born at the beginning of the year (laughs) or that they have a gun i mean to be fair that 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 is a good reason not to underestimate someone it works if they are armed yeah that's what, like if I lived in America and I had nothing going on, I'd be like, "Well, I better get a gun." Absolutely, gonna buy me people some respect. Be, uh, yeah, people are gonna be underestimating me left and right. <laughs> I can't have, I can't have that. I gotta, I gotta come into the. You can't, you can't bring a knife to an underestimation fight. <laughs> so, um, the next automatically generated T-shirt thing. It's like a, it's a woman's grey T-shirt, and it's a similar theme, Phil. But I'm gonna give you some guesses as to what it is. Okay, yes, um, I love this game. So, it says, never underestimate a woman who... Mm-hmm. And then it goes... Uh, actually, I'll give you more of a clue. So, it goes, never underestimate a woman who watches blank and was born in blank. I mean, there's a 1 in 12 chance of you getting that. <laughs> never underestimate a woman who watches... Um... I'll give you a little sneaky clue. The font of Never Underestimate a Woman Who Watches Blank and Was Born in Blank is the font of the of the of the show or or movie. Right. So it's a kind of show or movie that has its own font. It's, it's the same font as the title, big elaborate title. Oh, thing. Never Underestimate a Woman Who Watches Game of Thrones. Yes! Yes! Uh, who was born in September? Uh, April. Ah, Close. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good guess, though. The Game of Thrones. When, yeah. when, you said, when you said font, I was like, font. What is a very font-driven TV show? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Game of Thrones. <laughs> 
God, if it, it feels like forever ago that that you would get giddy hearing the ba 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 da ba ba. Oh, yeah. Who's gonna die now? Uh, yeah. God, that was exciting. Never underestimate a woman who watches Game of Thrones and was born in April. <laughs> Utterly unhinged thing to say. If you heard your own elderly relative say that, you'd put them in hospital. <laughs> All right, Nana. All right, Nana. Just thought I'd come and say hello. Oh, never underestimate a woman who watches Game of Thrones and was born in April. You, oh, God. You may have been born in April, but you're going to the home now. <laughs> <laughs> You've never even seen Game of Thrones. How do you even know enough to say something that mad? <laughs> she says, uh, Keep up the fantastic work and take care of yourselves in these trying times. Tusen tak. Emma, P.S. The film Whiplash will forever be known in my mind as Keep Drumming or I'll Punch You in the Face. <laughs> it's a good film. Thank you, Emma. It's a good film. Thank you, Emma. Um, and thank you for your lovely praise. That um, I hope that the delay in us reading that out doesn't mean you think that we also think that the Nobody Cares Brain Monster applies. Uh, to your email, it's a good email. No, of course. Um, it's uh, it's nice to it, it's it's such an odd thought that this thing that we do, which we don't, like we don't see the audience as as stand-ups. I find that odd. That's right. That's right. It's a different, very different form of of exchange. So there's like a furloughed teacher in Copenhagen sending us that, and there's also like a mum in a New, New South Wales prison laughing at a goofy mural. <laughs> And a, yeah, and a bucket pooping eucalyptus picker. Yeah, and and they're all thinking, ah, I'm, I I must tell Bud Pod about this. I must tell Philippe about this. It's great. Yeah. It's a terrifying testament to how connected we all are now. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it is nice. It's a nice thing to think about, and also quite yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, very and abstract because like it would make more sense to us given our stand-up careers if it was like a big theater full of the people at once as opposed to this kind of global continuous thing yeah yeah that's right um yeah strange very strange well, i'm gonna go get ready to see you in the park later phil yes can't wait to see this haircut yeah yeah right. i hope you like persian football well if i don't I, i'm going to start by the sounds of it <laughs> Um, all right, listeners, thank you for tuning in to some more correspondence. We're, we're, we're making our way through it. It's like eating an elephant. You can only do it one mouthful at a time. <laughs> um, we're eating out to help out. We're eating elephants to help um, elephants. We're eating out elephants to help out. I, I, I did eat out to help out yesterday. Did you? On my own. Uh, for anyone Ooh. not in the UK, eat out to help out is a new government initiative to get people to... To, to eat out in restaurants, uh, but also to stay at home if possible and to watch their weight, but also to yes. eat out in restaurants <laughs> from Monday to Wednesday. Yeah, it's half, half price. price. It's half price for like all the most delicious, fattening takeaway food and and restaurant food and things like that. But also, obesity will will is 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 is. Um, you know, ind indicative of, of morbidity and coronavirus. So don't put on weight, but do eat twice as much food. But it, <laughs> for the same amount of money, yeah. It's, but it's not yeah. takeaway. You have to sit in. You have to. You have to sit in. Yeah. Yes, they want you to be out there drinking booze and spending taxi money. But I, um, I had, um, and there, yeah, I had a plate of noodles and cashew chicken for three pounds. So Jesus I'm Christ, not <laughs> I should do that. Oh wow, yeah, wow, we. 
And they're also trying to promote Cunnilingus, of course. Of course, yes, yes, yes. At last the message... To- bloody Tories? At last all our campaigning <laughs> has gone through. <laughs> the, the only... The only uh, um, what's that fucking petitions website? Change.org. Yeah, it's the only change.org petition that's ever worked. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, Keep on jacking it, everyone. And share share the podcast around. Do some tweets about it. Do some retweets about it. Yeah, why not? Why not? Help others jack. Help the people. Help others jack. Help them do it. Um, And see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.